Welcome to the Gem Revealed podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? Hello, Gem Reveal listeners. What a privilege that you would jump in and listen to another week podcast of Self Mastery to Soulmate. As you know, my absolute commitment to you is every week is to make sure that I bring value to your life and to your relationships. And it is so, uh, it's such a privilege for me because it pushes me out into the world to go find people who are aligned to our Gem Revealed core values who are out there doing the same thing. They're changing the world. And this week, once again, I believe that I, you know, hit the ceiling, bring somebody who's going to add so much value that it's going to really captivate you. Except I'm going to throw in a twist right from the beginning. I, although we're going to talk a lot about victory and celebration, I'm going to take a little bit of a left turn because I'm going to, I brought somebody in who their, their ministry and their calling has gone into an area that is so devastating. It's so devastating with so much chaos, confusion, heartbreak that's brought into this world. And she's here making sure she cleans up that mess. And uh, it's in this topic and the notion of human trafficking and sex trafficking. And you might be thinking, how on earth is Gem Revealed? Why would Gem Revealed bring this topic into the world of uh, self-mastery to soulmate? And I'm going to let... Um, Carla really will start unpacking that together. But with no, without further ado, I want to introduce a friend of mine, Carla Shellis, Shellis, and and her ministry is called Bow Cheese. And she may or may not fill us in on how that name came. But Carla, Carla, thank you for being here. I want to put a super superhero cape on you. Uh, I know that what you're doing truly is changing the world. So I already want to hug you, put a cape on you. And just let you know how um, how much we appreciate you. But just tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's let's dive in there. Who is Carla? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I any time that I get to have an opportunity to speak to anyone about this work that we're doing, I'm jumping all over it because it is such important work, and it is something that is existing right underneath us, quite literally and right next to us, right next door in um, very popular middle to upper income urban areas. Um, and so sex trafficking is my um, industry. We work in the space of restoring and bringing healing and restoration, healing and restoration, and then reintegration to girls that have been rescued out of the nightmare of sex trafficking. And so um, I kind of grew up in a great family. I had a, the most amazing mother who, 
whose name was Bochi. And when she died very suddenly of ovarian cancer, we knew that when this ministry was born, that we were gonna honor her legacy and her commitment to family and love and life. And that's why we called it Bochi's Place. And so, um, but yeah, that's what we do. We are working with um, girls who are, have been destroyed, exploited, raped 10, 15, sometimes 20 times a day, uh, seven days a week, you know, months on end. And by the time they get to us, we begin the process of rebuilding and restoring and uh, helping to rewire that traumatized brain. You know, how, how does anybody even follow up a statement after what you just said? It's just, I'm finding it hard to, you know, find a word, but I'm going to back up to the beginning and say, you said this is right under our nose. And I've heard statistics where I am. I am in um, New Jersey, in uh, Passaic and Bergen County area. And some of the statistics tell me in some of the bigger towns right here, right under my nose are one of the highest uh, cities in the United States for human trafficking. So for anyone in my area and my circle of influence, um, you know, research that because it's right under our nose. And that's unbelievable. Are there any other statistics, Carla, before we get into the, just the, the yeah. complete heartbreak in this? Are there any other statistics yeah, so that you would share with the audience to make this land home and make it that real? Yeah, so the average age is 12 to 15 years old of girls being trafficked. Um, I'm in Dallas, Texas. We have over 4,000 girls brought into this industry just in Dallas every single day. And um, in America, we have over 2 million victims of sex trafficking. Um, in Texas, we have 79,000 victims um, of sex trafficking. And, and my lane is the restoration side. So when you take that, those staggering numbers and you look at how many beds are available inside of safe houses statewide, we don't even have 70 beds in Texas. Okay, we have 79,000 victims and we have 60 some odd, I can't remember the exact latest number of actual beds available for girls once they're rescued. In America, we have about 684 beds in America across 2 million victims. That's a huge problem because once they're rescued, they will return to the streets within 48 hours at a 90% rate because there's nowhere for them to go. And once that happens, they have a lifespan of three to five years. So once their life ends either by suicide or murder or overdose um, or being killed by one of their Johns, then they uh, are harvested, their organs are harvested. So it's just a, it's a repeated violation of humanity. And when I say it's right underneath our nose, I mean the average buyer in the world, not in just America, the person who purchases the sex is the demographic in the whole world is middle income, uh, middle-aged white American male. So Carla, you are giving us so much information. If it's okay, what I wanna do is backtrack. I need to understand, you're, you're talking about the buyer, you're talking about you know girls out on the street. So I'm confused. Tell me the difference between prostitution and sex trafficking. And let me just, I wanna add a little bit more framework around my question. Prostitution in my mind is 
somebody may be voluntarily going out and finding, you know, I don't know the right word, so forgive me if they're archaic, a, a, a pimp who then becomes like an agent and, you know, there's cuts in it and they're voluntarily using that as a career. That in my mind is prostitution. Human trafficking in my brain is um, a group, I'm gonna just say a bad group of people finding and plucking out young, beautiful women, shooting up them with a needle. They don't know where they are. Suddenly they're gone from the universe and they're thrown into some sort of home. And uh, now gentlemen, female, I don't know, God forbid, are now having paying sex to have with these people, young women who have been sex trafficked and are, are now on, you know, in some sort of drug incapacitated state where they don't even know where they're at, but they're being used for sexual charades. That is the difference in my brain. Tell me where we're at in the journey of what you're talking about and how am I on the track of truth or not? So for me, I will tell you out of my experience, there's many different answers to that depending on what area of the world we work in in this, in this industry. So for me and what I've experienced is sex trafficking is forced or coerced selling against the will of the victim um, of her body. Or, so it's or, against their will. So this is not a voluntary action for somebody who's trying to, you know, create a career out of it. So that's prostitution. Right. This, is, so, this is a form of rape in some way, shape or form. Right. But here's the thing we got to make very clear. There is up to 10, maybe 15% of the cases are actually what you see in a movie like Taken or in a movie like uh, whatever those movies are where they show that's like- That's in they, my mind, Taken. Like they grab them, they shove them in a box, put them in the back of a train. Like that, from what I understand, statistically speaking, is a lower percentage. It's, it's almost, I mean, that's such a low percentage of the overall problem. The majority of the problem is from brainwashing and grooming, okay? Every single prostitute out there is not there because she dreamed of being a prostitute one day. She has been violated since early times. She's been sexually molested. She has been raped by family members or by friends in her earlier days. Some of these girls have been sold by their parents, which is becoming a very popular form of sex trafficking in America is through the family. Okay, if you can believe that or not. But they are literally being exploited and coerced at an early age. So psychologically, what we know is that when you are exploited at that young age and you're, you're, I mean, if you, anybody listening knows someone that's been sexually molested as a child, your self-esteem and, and you believe it's your fault. You be, and so your self-esteem is super, super low. So then you find area, you don't believe you're worth anything other than being violated for sex. So then you find the predators will find you and you find them um, kind of ultimately and then they will convince you through grooming, which is a very big word because grooming doesn't just happen in sex trafficking. It also happens in the dating world. It happens in marriages. It happens inside the corporate offices. But grooming happens where these predators will then begin to lure these women with love and with gifts and with the right words because they know the words to say in order to get these girls to believe that they're loved and cherished and accepted. Well, when you come from such a broken environment, when you hear anything that is positive about yourself, you become addicted to that and you become sold out to that. I have a girl that I worked with that was sex trafficked over 17 states in seven years. Okay? 
her stories are, they fit the mold perfectly. She would have told you, and she did tell me for her first several months in the safe house that she was doing that on her own will, that she was working as a prostitute. She was working the streets. Well, as we began the healing process and begin to break down the story, she was in healing for two years as she graduated after a year and then spent another year in, in external, like kind of outpatient healing. But that was five years ago, just a few months ago, she came to me and said that she did not realize that she had actually been trafficked. And I said, well, and I'm thinking, okay, how did you figure that out now all many, these many years later? And she said it was because she read a book based on another survivor of sex trafficking story and it's a workbook of healing and so when she read that the same exact words in grooming the same exact promises the same exact threats the same exact food deprivation beatings all those things she thought she was receiving that because she wasn't performing well enough for his love you see that's the broader story because and and that's why I always say, you know, people say, how can we prevent that from happening to our families? You have to wake up and pay attention to your family. You have to wake up and put your children first, not your social media, not your dating life, not your, um, you know, your job, not every, your children have to know that they're loved and adored home first. And so um, the story is the, the, the stroke is very, very broad on that. Now, most men love to tell themselves that when they're buying sex, either on pornography or prostitution or whatever, when they're buying that sex, they want to believe that they are doing that with somebody who's consenting. But what they don't see is that these girls are beaten, they are drugged, they are sleep deprived, they are food, food deprived, they are forced to do what they do. They don't want to be there because they, they just don't want to be there. And so I've never heard, I have had one girl who started out of the bucket and said to me, I'm not like everybody else in here. I chose this world. Well, weeks later, of course, I knew that wasn't true. That was her defense mechanism to keep her from going insane. So weeks later through the healing, we were able to pull out the truth. And she's got a horrendous story behind her of tons of molestation and tons of abandonment and tons of a, 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 a terrible story. So that's the difference. Everybody thinks that, well, when, when in the eighties and the seventies, prostitution was just a trade, right? It is not like that anymore. There is a lot going on in this world that is way beyond that. And I'm telling you right now, it goes beyond even that because there's so much happening in our government, in our politicians, in our police officers, in our judges, some pastors of churches, girls have told me that these are their clients. It goes way beyond just that, you know, exchange of prostitution on the street that people think. A girl's walking down the street, a guy drives up in a car and says, how much, jump in, does the deal and then leaves her. That is not what it looks like anymore. Like that, that's just different. That's just not the way it is. You know, Carla, I'm, I'm struggling even trying to stay focused in the conversation because it's, it's that heartbreaking. And I, you know, I don't even know if I'm qualified to, to, you know, keep peeling back the layers because it's that heartbreaking as I'm listening. Um, what I would say is these women are coming to you. Um, how do they get relief? Like how, how is it that there is any kind of um, restitution? How are they rehabilitated? And now here would be the link back to why is it gem reveal? So many of us have past hurts and past pain 
and um, we all have a story and those past stories really bring, we bring them forward into our next relationships without getting healing. And many of us maybe don't believe in healing or coaches and so on and so forth. So I'm trying to bridge the gap that if some, in, in, in your world, if you could find these healings, then anyone could find a healing. Right. And um, I'm listening and I'm listening with a broken heart. And I, I want you to share what you need to share on this topic, but then tell us how rehabilitation happens and what does that look like? And what is the success rate? And can you share maybe one testimony of, you know, the, the, the Hollywood ending? Is there such a thing? You yeah. know, Carla, is there such a thing? Oh yeah, there is. at the end we need to hear the Hollywood piece of it because I'm broken. I'm listening and I'm broken. Yeah, there is, and I'll tell you, it seems like we we judge success based on numbers, right? I judge success based on transformation. So for me, um, I've seen girls come into the safe house and leave within three or four months. Well, they might not have had the Hollywood ending but they didn't go back to the streets and they're still alive five and six years later. I actually just heard from one of the girls I worked with in the safe house. She just reached back out to me a few months ago and she said, I just wanted to tell you everything that you did for me. She left six months into the program and just, you know, couldn't take it anymore. And just, she just left. And, and that's a whole nother reason why I'll explain that in a minute. But um, she said, I just want you to know everything you taught me. I'm still, I'm still living from. And she said, I might not have graduated. I might not be a success story, but I'm telling you, I have my son back. I am working a steady job. I'm supporting myself and my son. And um, she's in a same sex marriage. So she thought, because I'm a Christian, she thought I would just like you know, kind of uh, condone, uh, condemn her for that. And I said, no, 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 I don't condemn anything like that. I celebrate freedom and I celebrate success in whatever success is for you. It might be different for me, but um, I hear from girls all the time and I'm still working with three or four of the victims that I've had um, and we're building another safe house as we speak. So our girls are not placed right at this very second, but I've worked with them for six years. So I have still have girls that are in my life um, right now that I'm still ministering to. So I will tell you back to your original question in what is it that we do? Um, and in phase one, we have multiple phases, but I'm gonna hit them real high level so you can kind of understand what our phases are. Phase one, we call it rest, settle in and reset. And our thing is in that, and it's really about, um, because these girls come to us, as you can imagine, highly traumatized, right? And our goal is to get them out of fight or flight. Because when we're living in, in, and this is for everybody listening, you might be in a relationship that's very, very broken and very, very traumatic. And you might be with somebody who is abusive, verbally, emotionally, whatever the story is, but you live in fight or flight, which is the, which is the highest level of adrenaline we know, right? So um, our goal with the girls is to get them out of that place and get them back into a place of peace, like get them out of that place that they are scared for their life, that they're used to being beaten, that they're used to being, um, you know, they come to me as skinny as a rail. They come to me tiny, tiny because they haven't eaten or they've been forced to, you know, whatever. And so the other thing is we begin to teach them about meditation. We begin to teach them about spirituality. We begin, so I let them just sleep for two weeks. I give them two weeks to sleep. 
all day, all night, whatever, whatever. We, we, we use aromatherapy. We use um, spirit-filled music because we want their spirit man and their bodies to just start to relax. And so we teach them about med meditation. We teach them about God. We teach them about their spirituality. Um, we teach them about setting boundaries and we teach them the rules and regulations of the home and what it's going to take to be there because I don't believe in a handout. I believe in a hand up. So we immediately teach them. I reparent. So I start a new normal. So in my mind, I have a brand new newborn. And so it's about parenting these girls from scratch because none of them have a healthy background. The other thing is we teach about, we start identifying their strengths and their gifts. So their strength finders, um, spiritual gifts. We talk about love languages, Enneagram, all of those things, because we want to know how did God create you? So if we can activate, the Bible says that uh, tr uh, raise them up in the way that they should go and they won't depart from it. Well, we think that that means the way that we think they should go, but actually the Bible means in the way that God created them. If we can train them in the way that God created them, they will not depart from that. They'll stick to that. And so we talk about that. We want to figure out who we teach them about uh, dream boards and we start them with a dream board at the beginning. And then we take it into the third and fourth month and then into the seventh or ninth month around there, because we like to see how their dreams progress and how their vision gets bigger. And so phase two is about learning. Um, we start impl implementing classes. We start implementing um, trauma care. We start doing the unpacking neurologically. Um, we set up the whole environment for healing and everything is strength focused. So we don't talk about discipline and we don't talk about punishment. We talk about consequences. We don't talk about allowances. We talk about commissions because straight out of the gate, we want to teach them a leadership mentality. We want to teach them about the hour of power. So, you know, I give them those first two weeks to sleep and then we make them get up at 7 a.m. They have to do quiet time meditation and prayer. They have to journal and we teach them all of that to teach them the healthy rhythm of spending time by themselves with God and just getting that cup filled. And then they exercise, they take a shower, they get their makeup on and their hair done and they very lightly and they come downstairs and they get ready for breakfast at 9 a.m. And that teaches them the, the power of a morning routine and, and to have purpose. And so phase three is about emptying out the lies of, um, phase three is about going in and emptying out the lies that they've been taught and told. Um, and then we go into filling that with truth about who they are as the feminine side of humanity. And then we teach them activation and those all go down into phase five, six, and seven. And then by the time they're in phase six, we start to give them, uh, cause we've already learned who they are and what their goals and dreams are. So then we start equipping them in that phase with, um, what do we need to do to train you? They want wants to be a hairdresser. Okay, let's fill your head with successful hairdressers. So their podcasts are exclusively about whatever their dreams are. One might want to be a real estate agent. Okay, let's figure out the best ways to succeed in real estate. And so we start just, you know, really focusing on pushing them towards their dreams. And, um, and then we start getting them training and education and whatever they want to do. And then we job place and then we reintegrate them and we stay with them until they're completely in flight. And so that's kind of a, a real high flyover of the whole of the whole program. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful program, a beautiful story, and not so far from what 
um, we would tell anyone that is looking for a best self journey is to create the right patterns, create the right mindset and keep moving forward vision board. So there is so much that is just connected to what it is like for any person who wants to be, you know, the best version of themselves. Right. Um, what is the, the timeline? Uh, and this is just a shorter answer, uh, shorter, short question, a shorter answer. Um, how long do they stay with you until we would call it graduation? 12 months is ideal for graduation. Um, I've kept some of the girls 18 months because they weren't ready yet. Um, and one of our goals is to be able to build a, a freshman dorm and a senior dorm, meaning two separate houses next door to each other, because the reason we have to keep them longer at times is because they're re-traumatized by new girls coming in. And so we, we want to separate that and give them, you know, as you move through the phases of life, you move away from the old life, right? And so that's one of our goals, but 18 months is the outside. Um, and then 12 months is the ideal situation. That's, that's great thinking. Um, can you share a, a success story? Like, has there, has there been the Cinderella story? Is there, you know, somebody that stands out that you could say, you know, came in with this really horrible amount of baggage, the, the real hard story, and then was able to turn it around? Yeah. The Cinderella? Yeah. Yeah, we there's a, so when I started in this world, I volunteered at a safe house in Dallas and learned a lot there, just a lot, lot, lot. Um, and one of the girls that I met in that safe house, I've stayed with even through till today, um, she had a harder time kind of moving forward, but she did. Oh my gosh, she's one of the best stories ever. And she actually comes and speaks with me at places at times um, because she's so in her victory. She started working a job with a, sh a huge shipper, a worldwide shipper. And um, she started out at very basic 12 bucks an hour. Um, now she's making well over $100,000 a year. <laughs> and she is living, uh, you know, by herself. She's involved with her local church. She's a huge volunteer. She's hosting Bible studies in her home. She's had a few, you know, uh, boyfriends that are healthy and she's just, she's got her first car that she financed herself. She repaired her credit. And yeah, so I have two or three stories just like that of girls that I, that are still in my life. Um, one girl actually came to us from another, uh, from another state, a horrible situation. Um, and she now, I just spoke to her last week and we kind of stay in touch. She has her child back. Uh, she's got a great job. She's contributing back to the community. She's living by herself with her child. He's he's going into, you know, he's got straight A's in school. It's just a great, great stories. Those are the stories that fuel us, you know? Um, some of the girls that don't have such great success stories, but they're not back in that lifestyle. They're, they're, they're working jobs. They're, some of them might still be struggling with drug abuse, but at least they're working. You know, they're not back on the streets. They might, you know, they have their independent homes and stuff. Um, so the stories are variable. But for me, if she's still alive and she's contributing and she's supporting herself, if she is separated from control, separated from manipulation and abuse, I consider that successful in my books. We do have different gauges of success that we measure for how many hours we give programs to, how many people we feed, how many, you know, there's so many other measures of success, but, but I like to generalize them because I don't want anyone to not feel successful because they don't have the same story as the other girl. Right. If you, it's, it's, 
success isn't just the hundred thousand dollar a year job and and a marriage right. and a white uh, house with a white picket fence and a dog named Spot. Right. Um, but I I like the fact that you have them. That's that's great right. too. So as I'm trying to connect back to uh, you know some of our listeners, how do we um, what what are one or two things that you would say to our listeners who just find themselves struggling in you know everyday life because they've been through a really bad breakup you know those stories I guess you and I both know them we've all heard them there there are hard stories out there uh, husband leaving a wife leaving after many years um, women trying to take care of their kids expected to go out to work and they were cheated on and self-worth selfish so many you know self-worth issues what would you say to them based on the knowledge that you have the expertise that you have what are some things that you would say to our listeners? Well, uh, directly, tell me the exact question you want me to answer because I, I, I think people get stuck in their pain. Yeah, right? yeah. Thank so, you for thank you for zeroing in. So, yeah. there are many people stuck in their pain right now, and they keep recreating the same cycle, right? It's right. the same pattern, and they're right. going to go back in and get the same relationship. What would you tell those people? Oh my goodness. You see, and I'm a little bit brutal. I'm going to tell you. I want clients, truth. Give yeah, us my, truth. <laughs> my clients. Without any potty words, but give us truth. My clients know me to be. I always tell my clients, I don't want to see you more than three months, and you need to be on your way to success. I don't like. I don't believe in like the the seven year relationship um, in counseling and coaching because if if I tell people all the time, I'm not your girl. If you're just looking for somewhere to complain and you're looking for somewhere to vent, like you cannot afford my time for that. Um, but I will tell you that my goal and one of my, one of my daily declarations is that I am creating a resource, the greatest resource ever created for the feminine side of humanity so that she can be free and be flying at the highest level of life. That's my, that's one of my daily declarations that we're creating that resource and we're doing it right now, but to specifically hone down to your question. And I say this, I want people to know that I'm very bottom line and very truthful because sometimes that's what we need, but I believe that we are, we are the problem. And I know you and I kind of see things the same way in that respect. And that I tell people all the time, take a look at yourself because you may be absolutely, you may be addicted to the drama you may be addicted to the chaos you're actually addicted to the dysfunction so you know we can we like to blame we like to say oh well, this guy he's cheating on me and then we get addicted to the story okay we get addicted to our testimony and that's the problem so not until you're ready to break that cycle not until you're ready to actually step into freedom and actually live a, a purpose-filled life then at that point, we see that we're repeating the cycle, having the same type of guys. And I tell people this all the time. You teach people how to treat you. You do that. So if you don't like how you're being treated, reteach them. Just stop teaching them that. And for me, I think we as women, especially, because we have the gift of nurture. We have the gift of compassion. We have a gift to give life from our physical bodies. And so I believe that the enemy, the evil side of life comes to thwart that to make us feel like because of those things, we have to nurture people back from the dead. We have to nurture abusive. We got to just hang in there. I know I, he abuses me. I know he cheats on me every five minutes, but I just got to hang in there with him because I know if I love him enough, he'll change. No, that's you playing God. 
So for me, to my thing is take your eyes off your past and put your eyes on your future. Like make your future bigger than your past. Start writing down what do you truly want from life? Like, what is it that you truly want? If you write down the narrative in your head, so I was working with someone who keeps creating a narrative around the truth, okay? And I said, you're creating a story around the actual truth. The truth is there is a cheating husband in your life. You're creating a narrative around that to say, well, it's because of this and it's because of that. And I think I'm the one to blame. And I think this is to blame. And I think that is, and then it's, if I had bigger boobs or if I was skinnier, or if my hair was blacker, or if I could talk less or if I could, we're, we're deteriorating who we are as women so that he won't do this or that or the other. That's so much rubbish as I've ever heard it. So what we have to do is take a step back and we have to start writing out our story. What is it that we truly believe? And then write out the truth of our dreams. What is it that you really want? And when you start writing it down, you realize, oh my gosh, my column on the left, which is all of what my real story is and all the drama I live in and the chaos and the dysfunction, that's longer than anything I can come about with my dreams. So we realize that our victim mentality in our past is way more interesting to us than any dreams. Okay, you might already know this. We have 70,000 thoughts a day. 70,000 thoughts per day is what an average human thinks. The average human brain, which is untrained and untethered, has 90% of those thoughts are about the past. So you're, you have 67,000 thoughts, 63,000, sorry, 63,000 thoughts about the past every single day. Well, that only leaves you with 10% of your thoughts about the future. So then why do we, we're shocked whenever we keep running in this cycle, because you only have a 10% chance to succeed and go forward. And so what we do is we use the past to justify our today. That's what we do. And when we decide that we're not going to do that anymore, we're going to leave the past in the past. So what I decided to do when I was going through my healing, I decided that I'm going to make my past 10% and I'm going to make my future 90%. And anything that I call my past, I'm going to make that wisdom. So now it's not my past to beat you up with. It's my past to establish my wisdom. In other words, I'm not going back there again. I'm not making that mistake again. So I think for women, the number one way out of dysfunctional relationships is take a step away from the person that you're in a relationship with and put all the energy that you're using to blame and be a victim, put it back on you and start figuring out why do I allow this? What is it about me that stays here? Why is my self-esteem so low that I let people treat me like that? You see, when you're able to take the responsibility and understand that there's a circle around you, I call it the hula hoop, right? If you take your arm and you put it out and you take the tip of your finger and you go draw a circle all the way around you, that is your energy space. That's your electromagnetic field. And the only thing that you're responsible for in your entire life is making that field healthy and whole and full of Love peace that. and joy. Outside of that, see your overflow from that circle then blesses everybody around you. Then it brings love, genuine love. It brings your kids come up. Your, um, the, the relationships you really dream of start drawing towards you because you have an electromagnetic field. Magnetic means it pulls in. 
But when you use all that energy throughout those different centers in your body on drama and trauma, not only are you destroying the inside of your body, but you're utilizing that energy and it gets stuck here down before you're able to get it up here. And up here is whenever it gets filled and then it start, you start attracting things to you. So whatever you're thinking on, whatever you're focusing on is what you're attracting. And so if you wanna attract something different, change what you're thinking and, and focusing on, but it yeah. starts inside of you. And that to me is when you get that straight, everything else just falls into place. Carly, you nailed it. Like there's, there's not one thing that I would, I would say different. And, you know, listening to the story of what you do every day, again, I would say, you know, you're a superhero. I've not really been this up close and personal in this kind of relationship. So it's hard to hear. It's really hard to hear, but I do love how we, you know, sewn it together on how all of us have some of that brokenness in us. Right. We need to move forward and really think on purpose and think correctly and have a right view of ourselves to, to move forward. Um, if people wanted to know a little bit more about your work or know a little bit more about your coaching, your ministry, um, if their curiosity is just, uh, you know, tickled by you, how do people get in touch with you? Um, what would they do to get in touch with you? What does that look like? So as we speak, we have a, and I'm talking about this everywhere I go, we have a matching, we have a partner that has approached us and offered us $400,000 if we can raise 400,000. So we have a, a, this family said, we'll match it. Whatever you raise, we'll match it up to 400,000, which is unheard of in this world. So um, we are actively raising money to help us finish building that safe house and build um, the, the, the second one next order it. So I wanna first say, if anybody's interested in what we're doing in this world and wants to get involved with us, we would love, love, love financial help um, at bochisplace.com and that's B-O-C-H-Y-S and then P-L-A-C-E.com. Um, that's the first way that people can help and get involved. And then we have a subscription box that we're always looking for subscribers on. All the profit from that subscription box goes to pay for the day-to-day -day healing of these girls. And so we need more subscribers. We always need more subscribers. And then thirdly, for me personally, in my personal coaching, um, you can find me at carlashellis.com. And I am um, always looking for opportunities that I can share what has worked for me. I tell people all the time, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not even a certified coach. I'm a person who's overcome a ton, a ton, and I've and I tried it, I, I went around the mountain for 25 years and it never worked until I figured it out and I'm freer than I've ever been and I'm happier than I've ever been and I'm just sharing what worked for me. So carlashellis.com is all the things you can find there and bochisplace.com is a place that you can come find us and, and get involved in the fight against uh, sex trafficking. Carla, you're a great speaker. You sew your thoughts together so well. Um, you know, I'm convicted. I'm happy. I want to celebrate. I want to cry. You, you actually, somehow I endured a whole plethora of emotion in less than an hour. I really, uh, I applaud you for what you're doing. You really are a human superhero. I'm sure God is looking down. I'm so proud of you. Well done, Thank good you. and faithful servant. I know I want to take part. I want to get involved with you. And um, I'm grateful that our paths have met. And I hope it's just our beginning uh, in this Absolutely. great journey of life. So 
Thank you. I hope our Gem Reveal listeners reach out and learn how to really help that fight. And, uh, you know, I think that there's always, there's a lot of people in the world that need coaches. So I am always promoting other coaches. I think I'm great for people and I think you're great for people. So Gem Reveal listeners, you found another amazing coach uh, and mentor. Uh, we love you, Carla. We, you, we welcome you back anytime. It sounds like there's a story in there that you didn't share your own self journey. So I, I'd love to hear that as well. That might be part two. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to share that. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing the time with us. I'm going to say goodbye for now. And, uh, and thank you for really spending your time with us and sharing your wisdom. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a great honor. You have a great day. Thanks again. You bet. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.